Robert Williams is a guy who is too aggressive, gets into foul trouble early. And I think he's going to be taking out the game earlier than we anticipate. And I think he may not even be a factor at all in how the Celtics win games or lose games because he might not be on the court that long. We are back, and it's about that time that we give our NBA Finals predictions. It's going down tomorrow, Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Let's get the predictions, guys. Um, Dino, I'll start with you, you being the Celtics fan. Talk to me. Who's taking the championship and why? Resident Celtics fan, I've been through a lot of heartbreak. Oh, man. 2010 NBA Finals, 2012 NBA Eastern Conference Finals. 2018 Eastern Conference Finals, 2020 Eastern Conference Finals. Seemed like it was never going to end. So we're finally back here. All bias aside, the NBA analysts, the media are all picking Golden State because they got the experience. And even though it was the regular season, you look at the last six years, who's played the best against the Golden State Warriors? It's the Boston Celtics. It's the hardest matchup for the Warriors in the playoffs. And the Celtics are ready to go. Yeah, Marcus Smart's a little banged up. Rob Williams a little banged up with his knee. But think about how we play offense. You got Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And then you got Al Horford, Robert Williams. Draymond Green is going to have to go out to cover Al Horford because Al Horford can hit threes. So when you look at that aspect, the paint's going to be open. For You got Robert Williams on Kevon Looney. Paint's going to be open. What was the hardest thing the Celtics had to do throughout the last two rounds of the playoffs? Score in the paint. The Bucks, they had size. It was hard for us to score in the paint. The Heat, Bam Adebayo, it was hard for the Celtics to score in the paint. So now you take Draymond away, and you, he's to kick out to guard out Horford. Draymond's only six foot eight to begin with. It's going to be easier for the Celtics to score in the paint, is what I believe. And if we exploit that hole in the Warriors, because they're not great team defense, we exploit that hole, Boston in six. I'm going to go ahead and give my predictions because I felt myself going back and forth in my mind. So I just want to spit it out so I could just go ahead and say it and say it with my chest. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be a back and forth series to start off for starters. I think when you look at both teams, both teams, they know how to win in a multitude of ways. They deserve to be here. Miami could get to the line, could get a lot of shots in the paint area, but they became more of a three-point shooting team. You know, when you look at the Mavs, they rely heavily on a three-ball. I think if you look at the Celtics and the Warriors, they know how to win. They can shoot the three. They get to the rack. Warriors, they're very good at cutting to the basket. They both could be like a camouflage and win any type of way that they want to win. And I think when you look at both teams, the level of resilience that they both have, the Celtics obviously are 6-0 following the playoff loss, this playoffs. The Warriors, we all know they can erase a 15-point lead like that. A 15-point lead against the Warriors is like a four-point lead, the equivalent. So both teams have a level of resilience where they can get punched in the mouth and respond. And I think that's going to be the microcosm of this series. Somebody's going to get punched in the mouth early, and somebody else is going to respond after that. So um, I think when you look at it, overall, there's no prerequisite that the Warriors have faced that can prepare them for what they're about to endure against the Celtics from a defensive standpoint. When you look at teams that they played in the past, or uh, you could say in these playoffs and also in the finals, there's no team that they should fear more so than the Celtics because of what they can do defensively. 
We all know the Celtics are a good switch heavy team, and that could upset some of that off ball movement that the Warriors like to do. And I think when you look at Clay, when you look at Steph Curry, when you look at Jordan Poole, you can't turn the ball over a lot. And they're going to have to work hard for their shots. And that's why guys, like I said, like Andrew Wiggins, is going to have to step up. I think when you look at it, it aligns for the Celtics to win this series. And that's why I'm going to go with the Celtics in six games to win this series. I think they have the size advantage with Al Horford and your win protector in my guy, um, Robert Williams. Hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. I think having guys for the Warriors like Gary Payton back and potentially Andre Iguodala back, that makes it a more tougher series than I thought initially going into this take. But I'm going to go with the Celtics. I think the stars aligned for them to win this chip. It's their year. What they've been through all year, how they bounce back, not making it look easy, making it hard for themselves, but they still edge it out. I think it's going to pay dividends. I got them winning the finals in six games. Yeah, so I got the Warriors winning in Fox. Um, I believe that the Celtics, the last two series in the Bucks and Miami Heat, they had the, the I guess, the benefit of not having to defend the three-point line that often. When you look at the Miami Heat, they don't shoot that many threes in the regular season. They're amongst one of the last teams to be in three-point attempts throughout the season. And throughout this playoffs, they try to come back and catch up by shooting a lot of threes where they had a game where they went 7-45 and because they don't shoot threes in regular in regular standing. Their best two three-point shooters was Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, two guys who are not regular players in a starting lineup, two guys who are not uh, familiar with taking a lot of shots during a game. So when you got them taking all these threes, they're comfortable with that because those guys are not comfortable with taking that many shot attempts and making them. Then when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, the play goes through Giannis Antetokounmpo every time, and then they don't take as many threes either because they are expecting Giannis to go up in the paint or score in a, in a, in a, um, and by the rim or a mid-range pull-up or whatever else he tries to do during the game. They're not a team that shoots a lot of threes as well. They get them when they're open or when Giannis kicks it out, but that's not a team who's comfortable shooting threes. The Nets, they swept in four. I'm not going to talk about that team no more for the rest of the year. So when we talk about what this Warriors team does extremely well, and that's shoot the three ball no matter who's in front of you. And I think that's something the Celtics are going to be a little bit uncomfortable with because they're going to be sitting at the perimeter longer than they've had the last um, 14 games, essentially. They've been focused on a lot of driving kickouts. They've been focused on guys trying to abuse the paint and dive in there with Jimmy Butler's and the Giannis and the Kubo's of the world. Now they have to be focused on cl um, clouding the perimeter and make hoping that Jordan Poole, Kirby, and Clay Thompson will slip through and hit a three. And then that's going to open up for the paint and Draymond Green, Wiggins, that go in and, and slash as they want and please. I think that's going to be a very different look that the Celtics are accustomed to during this series, these playoffs um, in its entirety so far. So I got the Warriors winning in five just because of, I believe their shooting is going to be alive in the um, arena. I believe they're home. Am I mistaken? Or the yeah, Celtics home? home court. Home okay, court. so the Warriors are the home court team. I think they're going to be a little bit comfortable, a little more riled up to show out in front of their home crowd. And maybe the Celtics um, still won. That will be very interesting to see if the Celtics still won in um, Golden State. But I have the Warriors winning in five just for the fact that this team shoots lights out in front of their home crowd. And I think the Celtics are going to be a little unprepared on how much threes they're going to be shooting. I would say this real quick, real like quick. Say, let me let me see if I could uh, let me put it to you this way. So the Celtics, what we lack in the paint is size. Like we have good rim protectors, like Horford's a good rim protector, Rob Williams a good rim protector, but they're only six eight, six nine. Whereas we had to worry about six eleven, Giannis driving and kicking. We had to worry about you know Bam Adebayo going in the paint, um, just causing havoc in the paint. The Warriors don't really have those guys that can cause havoc in the paint. Like yeah, Wiggins, you know he'll be slashing. 
cutting the basket sold Draymond, but you know, I'm I feel like it's less of a burden. We could guard the three better than we can guard, you know, six eleven Giannis coming in, who's bigger than our center and causing havoc in the paint. What about that? I would say that your rim protection on the Celtics is actually, you know, you, like you stated, your rim protection is really good. I think what the Warriors are going to do, though, they're going to spread the floor more in the first two games and force Robert Williams to get out the game, essentially. They're going to put guys like Otto Porter out there and sit in the corner and shoot threes. They're going to put guys out there. I think Andrew, I mean, I think uh, Andre Goodall is coming back. He's, he's about healthy to play in the finals. So they, they might put him out there in the corner and sit there for the three-point line to really space it out. I trust Hawford to be out there and play perimeter because he's a guy who defends both sides. But I think Robert Williams is a guy who is too aggressive, gets into foul trouble early. And I think he's going to be taken out the game earlier than we anticipate. And I think he may not even be a factor at all in how the Celtics win games or lose games because he might not be on the court that long. I would say this. I think one of the key guys to look out for on the Warriors side is um, Bielitsa, that three-point shooter. I think watch out for him because I really have been underwhelmed, believe it or not, with the Warriors' three-point shooting this playoffs. I know historically they have been a great three-point shooting team, but when you look at that Grizzly series, they were terrible. Even last series, I thought they did a better job, but they still, it wasn't like the Warriors of old. Steph Curry wasn't hitting those shots like how he normally did. And more so, you see the Warriors grind it out, like grind it out the rim, you know, cut and slash. That's how they win games now. So I think they're probably not going to be able to have that much success doing that, where they're going to have to rely on a three-point shooting. Because one thing the Celtics like to do is cause inefficiency to get you down in the shot clock and to cause turnovers. One of the things that the Warriors Achilles heel is, is the turnovers. They turn the ball over a lot, and a lot of their mistakes are self-oriented. And I think the Celtics will force them into some self-oriented mistakes, and that could pay dividends in the series. But all in all, I'm expecting a back-and-forth series, and I think it's going to go down to the wire. And ladies and gentlemen, you should too. We'll be back after these brief messages. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.